Welcome to the Branding with Video podcast, your one-stop shop to take your brand to the next level. If you're ready to learn the best tips and tricks in the industry to dominate your brand and become legendary, you've come to the right place. So strap in, listen up, and let's do this. It's like a total roller coaster. One day, you're on top of the world. Next day, you're just like, dude, I just want to quit and just a normal job. So, um, so yeah, I think attitude is a huge, huge part of it. All right, welcome to the Branding Video Podcast, where we help those with the mission become known and those who are known become legendary. We've got Michael again today. I love this. This is my favorite episode of the week. So we're going to be talking about, we, we talk a lot before we hop on, but we're going to talk about adapting. Um, we're both in kind of some weird places and, um, yeah. So how are you doing, Michael? I'm good, man. Um, I think, you, you know, every time you're like, oh, this is my favorite episode. Sometimes I'm like, is he telling the yeah. truth? But hey, I'll, I'll give you the good. benefit of the good. doubt. I am good. And I'm this honestly now. is my favorite because anytime I'm on calls anymore, it's just clients, which I love. It, it, I work with fantastic people, but I don't just get to like talk about whatever and kind of make like share the the hardship of doing this work. Like it's hard. It's so rewarding, but it uh, there's some struggles and I, I like to be able to talk it through and just help, help each other out, help each other grow. Well, you are in a place of transition. Um, I'm in a lesser place of transition, but let, let people know what's going on with you. Yeah. So, uh, you know, this year, 2023, you know, one of the biggest goals for my wife and I are to really, um, you know, our main goals is to just have financial location and just, um, uh, time freedom. That's like one of our, that's like our goal. And so 2023 is all about sacrifice and building up our empire. So first move we're doing is we're moving from our place here in Seattle. Uh, we're just renting the, the house and then we're moving down to, to Oregon. Um, so that's going to be like our first move in, in towards our goals. A lot of excitement going on. Um, little little nervous but at the same time i'm just yeah. really excited about about the chapter so um as you can see it's kind of empty here but um just in the process of moving but yeah that's kind of are you what's happening have you now. moved a lot in your life uh yeah okay. yeah when i was little because my dad was in the navy he was in the military so he was you know where we started out um san diego then moved to south carolina then back to sacramento then up to uh uh, Everett, Washington, okay. which is kind of like 30 minutes north of Seattle. Okay. Um, so say, yeah, people that haven't moved place. frequently, moving is a big deal. I've moved so many times. I'm just like, it's whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that's, that's awesome. Yeah. I, I think more people need to be in the real estate game. That's something that is on my goal list. Um, but I think you're, it's a brave move and I think it's going to pay huge for you. So I'm excited, excited to see how it goes. Yeah. 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 Definitely dude. Uh, I'm, I'm excited too. And you're, you're kind of in the, uh, the change as well. Um, what what, what kind of changes are you going in my business through? Where, like, I mean, my business partner, he's very much a mentor as well. He's said this so many times when we first started working together. He's like, your content doesn't need to make you money. You will get clients by word of mouth referral. Our client list is very exclusive, very private. And so, like, there's never going to be a need for clients. You're fine. Your speaking gigs, if you want those, they'll come from clients. Like anything work-related, anything money-related is going to be served by the business that we're running and building. So if you want to make content, go for it. If you don't want to make content, don't. But I'm very much a creative, and so I'm like, okay, cool. I need to make content. I was making YouTube tips, like things I was doing for work. But the more clients that I'm working with, the more that's just becoming extra work. And so I want to do something that's fulfilling. Most people don't know this. My first channel was called Muscular Style. Um, talked about like diet, nutrition, style for the muscular man really all things lifestyle for the muscular man. And I really enjoyed it. I had a pretty good, pretty loyal following on that. Um, and I just, 
I my I have a degree in pathophysiology and nutrition, so I can talk about diet all day long. Um, so it just kind of scratches an itch for me. So I'm gonna dive into that. Maybe I hate it again. It's just been long enough. I'm like, oh, it's new and shiny again. But I, I, I don't know. I think I think I'll stick over there. But content doesn't have to do anything for me. So I'm trying to rediscover what it is that I actually like to talk about. What I actually like to do. I love YouTube, but if I'm creating because I need to because I'm a creative, like what does that look like? So a little self discovery there. It's it's rough. It's uh, it's growth. It's good, but it's it's hard. Yeah, that's that's great, man. Yeah, I think th- same thing with you. It's it's like I think whatever makes you happy at the end of the day, what makes you passionate. And I, you know, that's how we first met is when you're doing that muscular style channel, and I could just tell like how just like excited and upbeat yeah. you are. I mean, even if you're in your videos now, it's just like it's just beautiful to see like when you're talking about something you're truly passionate about. It's just it's awesome. So yeah, same to you, man. I think. Um, this pivot's going to be really good for, for you and in your brand, your personal brand, and you're just gonna be able to touch more people. So, uh, I do have, yeah. I've mentioned this a few times on a couple of videos, but I have, um, autism spectrum disorder. And so get really, really hyper fixated on things. And when I do, I love them. If I don't, you'll know, <laughs> I'm not very good at hiding it. Um, so I just go all in and I, it lights up my world. So I think it's, it's a good move, even if it's just for personal satisfaction, joy, but I still think like adapting is hard and so i wanted we wanted to talk about a couple of things that you can do when you're adapting to kind of get through some of these changes and and some of the dark periods because i feel like any change always comes with some dark periods i don't know what what advice you have for other people i mean it's 2023 we're at the beginning things are bright and shiny and maybe now at the end of january start of february it's starting to get a little less so little more bleak so what do you do when things are changing and it's hard well you know i think it's it's all about attitude right so it's like i think it's easy to to just like complain or to dread about um what's going to happen or even be you know scared and and have all these doubts flood in your mind and negative thoughts and things like that but i think it's beneficial to realize you know the positive that's going to come out of it so what i mean by that is like you know, seeing what if it does work out, you know, I, I, you know, I know, I know a lot of people, I'm sometimes I'm guilty of that. It's like, you think of the worst case scenario, like right away. And like, how often does your biggest fears happen? Like it's 99% of the time it doesn't happen. So, um, I think at the end of the day, when you, you just focus on, um, when you have a plan in place and you know, the direction you're going, then you're willing to adapt to the changes that go ahead and and that's entrepreneurship right it's like it's like a total roller coaster one day you're on top of the world next day you're just like dude i just want to quit and just get like a normal job so um so yeah i think attitude is a huge huge part of it um a lot of people could react are usually like reactionary when it comes to, to change but i think when you accept the fact that that's what life is about that changes um, eminent, then, you know, it's easier to accept it. Yeah. No, I like yeah. that a lot. Are there exercises or things that you do to help keep you in a better mindset? Cause mm-hmm. I think a lot of times when we're going through these changes, even the most logical of us get in our head and get emotional. Like, is this going to work? Is this going to happen? Like, I'm worried. I, I have, if you are single, it's like, Hey, okay. Maybe like worst case is I'd live out of my car or something. But like, if you have a family, if you have like loved ones, that's, that can be scary. So what do you do in those situations where you need that daily practice of something to keep you in that mindset. Well, you know, for me, I, I'm, I'm very, I'm religious. I'm, you know, I'm a Christian. So for me, it's easy to, you know, 
just let go and let God. I don't know if you've ever heard of that um, <laughs> that term, but it's yeah. like I, I trust in his plan. I trust that no matter what happens, what changes myself and my family go through is that he's always going to be there. So um, I think it's easy for me to to stay positive because like I look back at all the all the trials and tribulations I've gone through, all the mistakes that I've made and I've turned out fine. You know, I've never had to like live in a box or anything like that outside and and even though it may the tough times or the uncertainties are there um i know that pr to prior past experience that it's always worked out so um you know for the ones who are not religious i think being as having a plan in place as much as possible is you know keeps you a little grounded because you know that you you have this roadmap in front of you that you have to follow to be able to hit success. So I think that having that in place beforehand, before hitting these type of changes, kind of gives you the confidence to accept it. Yeah, I like that a lot. Um, also religious, and most of the moves that I've, I've moved 35 times in my life, most of the times when we, well, all the times when we've been married, we've had this feeling, best way to describe it, it's like, hey, we need to move. It's like, okay, where, when? Like, and there were times where we had the feeling and we were packed up that night ready to go. Wow. Like. Yeah, it's, it's, it's insane. Stressful. Yeah, yeah. But if you have that to lean mm -hmm. on, um, I think that can be really, really helpful. If you don't, again, like trust in something bigger than yourself. I don't, I don't know what you believe in, but something bigger than you is, you know, creating the life that you want to live in. Maybe, it, maybe it's your subconscious. Maybe you've, that's what you believe in and you've created habits and things that make it so that other things in the universe are happening. Yeah, totally, so, man. Um, I really, really like that. Yeah, I know. Um, I know you had recently moved because I know you're like in. I believe you're like in uh, Utah for a spell, um, and then you moved to Colorado. Mm -hmm. I mean, what was that? What was that like for you? I mean, was that one of the things that you said that you guys just moved on a whim and you moved that night, or how was that? Yeah, that one not so much. When when we packed up overnight, we had like four month old baby and almost no belongings, <laughs> so it was a lot yeah. easier. Um, now, I mean, it was kind of similar. We had a feeling that we needed to move. Um, my wife's work can be remote. Um, it for most of the people in our company, it's not, but she's valuable enough to like we don't care where you live, we want you. So um, we're like, okay, cool. And my work's completely remote, so like we can move anywhere in the world. Um, never been to Denver before we moved here and we put i think it was the seventh house we finally got an offer accepted uh sight unseen on all of them wow. so and we had purchased a house sight unseen once well at least i hadn't seen it my wife mm -hmm. had this one neither like we did a very crappy like facetime walkthrough <laughs> um best decision we ever made though and it was just it was that was just a feeling that we had no idea how it would turn out i have the best neighbors in the world i'd love where we live like it's just been the best thing and all of the good things in business have happened not necessarily because we moved here but i lost a lot of the chunks of my business that probably would have held me back um, from finding these opportunities so it was really really hard the first year um and it's been better than anything ever after that so yeah so but i love what you said about mindset though um i've i start i have adhd as well so i struggle with like keeping on task. And I think my problem, <laughs> my problem is, um, I'll decide to do something and then I'll question it. I'll be like, Hey, is this actually the best thing? Is this actually what I should do? Is this actually optimal? Um, and you know, I, I meet with Evan weekly. And one of the things he said, he's like, we, we have this thing it's called get your tens is what we say, but we have 10 habits on uh, Google spreadsheet. These are habits that I, I just came up with. Like I, 
honestly, I've questioned them so many times of, is this the best thing for me? But the thing is, we're taking 10 habits, doing them for 254 days a piece. And then after you hit 254, like if you miss a day, it starts over, go back to zero. Like you have to hit 254 days in a row um, before you can judge that habit. Why is it, why is it 254? What's the, there's, there's some study that shows like 254 days is the optimal to really have a habit stick, like not only formed, but stick long-term. Um, and then the other thing here is once you hit that number, you don't change the habit, you optimize it. And so like, for example, create content daily is one of mine. Um, that's so I can have a creative outlet. That's so that I can, you know, kind of scratch the itches that I have. It's not specific. It's create content. It could be a reel. It could be a Instagram or a LinkedIn post. It could be a tweet. It could be a video on YouTube. Like it doesn't have super specific things. And I've questioned that a few times. I'm like, hey, well, maybe I should switch it to create content on muscular style or on We Are Video Makers or whatever it is. Um, but the point here is not to judge the habit. The point is to try it and then afterward analyze it. Did, did it actually serve you? Did it serve the purpose that you were actually trying to? If it didn't, what's version 2.0 of this? What does that look like? So it serves that goal better, but you don't, you don't question it in the beginning. You just do it. And part of that is the habit of creating habits. And so that you can build, like the mindset is you've designed this in a certain way. We're going to test it. You don't know if it's going to work or not unless you actually do it. And having that mindset of just getting your tens on hard days helps so much. Um, and so like, if you're, if you have that plan and you're questioning it, just get your tens, just do the thing that you knew at one point you needed to do. And if it doesn't work out afterward, then you can judge it, but you can't judge it until you've actually done it. And sometimes that means doing things that you feel like, I, I felt really good about this before. Now I'm not so sure. It's those moments that you need that courage because you felt really good about it, especially if you're religious and you have that kind of feeling. It's like, this is the thing you're going to reach a point where it's it's just darkness and abyss. And you're like, I don't know if this is going to work. But I, I feel like if I take a step forward, there's like a cliff right here because it's just black. But if you don't keep walking, you're never going to get to the place that you're supposed to be. Yeah, so. makes sense, man. Well, what are what were some of the habits uh, out of the 10? I mean, you don't have to think about 10, but what, what were some yeah. that you worked on? Yeah. Um, so cool thing about this is, that, I mean, it can be anything, but it's specific to you. And so I'm going to pull mine oh, sure. up here really quickly. But like every single area of your life you want to pull yeah. up. Um, you know, a habit in and really think about. So personal um, health, if that's something you struggle with, family time, work, whatever it is. Uh, one of mine is checking to my clients every single day. Super, super easy task. Like I just pull up YouTube studio and I look at everything, make sure everything's good. That's not hard. That's one that I don't struggle with. <laughs> so that's good. There are some like um, we call it never leave Zach alone. That's using a, a Google calendar, scheduling everything, all day, everything. That one I struggle with. That one I've started over many, many times, <laughs> but that's one that I really need. Um, so, that, I mean, honestly, for some people, that's not hard. For other people, it is. Um, things like spending intentional time with my kids or my wife, um, learning around a hobby because I focused on work so long that I kind of got burnt out. Um, I didn't take personal time for myself. Um, think of 10 things you're grateful for. Like all of those, all of those are some of mine, but um, there are a lot of things that you can do that way. Just some like 10 habits that if you think about it, you're like, Hey, if I did these 10 things, my life would improve. When I first started this, I'm like, Oh, if I do these 10 habits, my life will be perfect. Like these are the 10 things I need to do the rest of my life. And that's not how it works. It's what are 10 things I can do that will improve right. my life. Even if it's 5%, 10%, like it doesn't have to be a huge shift. But once you hit the end of that goal or that habit, you can say, Hey, how do I make this a 10% change? Not just a 2% change. Uh, but you can't do that until you've 
actually created the habit of doing it every day. And um, for ADHD, struggle with that. But those that have it, like having that calendar and having that schedule is everything. Like I had two year period where I literally scheduled every minute of every day and I thrived. Don't have that. I haven't done that in a long time and I'm kind of chaotic. <laughs> so, Man. Yeah, that's crazy. That's, 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 that's awesome that um, you guys focus on habits because, um, yeah, I've been part of a mastermind group started in January with uh, Brad Lee. I don't, I don't know if you, yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I join his calls every um, every week. And yeah, the three core things he says to be able to um, succeed basically is mindset, skill set, and then habits. Those are like the top. And he says, if you lock all those threes down and dial it in, then you're going to, you're just going to crush it in life. So yeah, that makes perfect sense that, you know, developing good habits or, and even getting rid of the bad ones is, is really going to help you down the road. Yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. And it's, we all want to optimize everything, but we get into overthinking and then the mindset isn't as good. And then the habits aren't as good. And then the skill set we're not working on it. So it kind of dwindles. So it's get your tens, go do it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I got to try that, man. But so you're, I mean, you're moving. I think a lot of people would think moving, Hey, that's going to affect my business significantly. Mm -hmm. Is that, is there going to be an impact on your business? Is it going to be hard? Like what, what is that? You know, gonna it's like? going to be, you're going to, we're going to, I'm going to have to adapt. Um, so yeah, you know, obviously a lot of my clients are local right now, but, um, you know, mm -hmm. a lot of the drive that I do is just going to add, probably tack on an hour and a half, two hours. So I'm just going to have to plan a little bit more, um, to okay. basically get them shooted. And, but you know, the, the way I look at it is, you know, I'm going to another, a new city and I can, I can build up the clientele even more. So I'll be able to hit two spots yeah. and eventually get to the point where I'm starting to scale and start hiring other people that can take care of that area. And then next thing you know, we're yeah. like in, we're like in a hundred cities, man. So <laughs> yeah, I would say you can even hire, if you hired someone where you're at now and they can shoot all the footage once or twice a month, I don't know how many hours or days you need to shoot all the clients that you have there, but then you don't have to make that drive. Then you can focus on building the other side of the business exactly. down there and there are ways to scale. Exactly. So and and cool. yeah, and that's, yeah. I, I kind of, I have a number of clients I want to reach to first before I start doing that. So um, I'm like half, I'm halfway yeah. there. So um, as soon as okay. I, I get that number, then I'm, yeah, I'm pretty confident I'll, I'll be able to, to do, start doing that. That's yeah. legit. Yeah, totally. Like that. So adapting, you got to keep adapting. Like, And for me, adapting, moving has always meant scaling and growing. Um, sounds like that's going to be the same for you. Yeah, totally. Have you read the book? Um, I just read it yesterday or I did the audio for a couple of days. Um, who's moved my cheese? Yeah. No, no. Oh dude, that that's, that Good book change. is purely about, um, adapting, um, to change. So right. I, I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to give too much away, but yeah, it's a pretty quick read. Um, but it's like, it's a really good analogy on just like handling a change and how you react to it. So yeah, give that a read when you have a chance, but okay. it's really good. I listen to books that like, I was going to say, I think it's who, who's moved my cheese or who stole my cheese. Let me, let me who, look at it up. Okay. No, you're good. I think some people have a really hard time adapting. If you're an entrepreneur, hopefully you don't because I mean, this is, I lost count. I think this is business number 12 for me. And it's the only one that's been profitable enough that I could sustain my family on it. Like, so I had I, the one in 10 fail, like, or is it what? One in five fail in the first five years and one in five fail out of those in the next five. Like I'm that statistic where I had to go through one over a full round of the one in 10. <laughs> like the thing they don't tell you is it, it, the successful entrepreneurs keep at it. And so that statistic is not one person trying once and you got lucky. 
The one that succeeded is the one that tried four times first, got it on the fifth try. That business only lasted a few years. And so they keep like keep learning and growing and adapting. And finally you get to where you want to be. And some, for some people it's like, Hey, actually I learned that I'm a better employee than I am an entrepreneur. Like I, I would hate that because how my mindset works, how I am, but like maybe you, your parents were entrepreneurs and you thought you were an entrepreneur and you really just thrive under structure and you don't want anything to do with it, but you're programmed to think you do. And like, it's, I don't know, for me, I think because of the ASD, I have to do something that I love. I have to do something I'm engaged in. Otherwise, like I'm the worst employee. I will be the best employee you've ever had for six months. Once I'm the best, I completely check out. <laughs> so it's like, if I have a business, I can keep learning and growing always. I do really, really well. Yeah. But I think that's part of like understanding yourself so that you can adapt. Because if you don't know how you respond to things, like you're not going to adapt well. Yeah, totally, man. That's that's yeah. And I think the important thing you hit it on the head is is knowing yourself too. So that's great that you know that you're not not a good employee because I'm I'm the same way. Um, but for me, it's like I love working in. Um, like group environments. So coming together to create something. And then, so okay. I think that's why I love this business a lot. Cause I work with a lot of teams and um, we're able yeah. to just like work together to get something done. So, but at the same time, I love, I love the freedom, you know, I love to be able to yeah. not sit behind a desk for, for 10 hours, you know? So. Yeah. Well, I think you've got, and we've talked about this a little bit, but if you're incorporating some strategy or things like that, like then you do meet with teams but you also can do that virtually. You don't have to be there on site to film and things. So like there's a lot of opportunities in your business for you to have the things that you value and that you're best at. And I think that's that's what entrepreneurship is about. That's what life's about. It's like finding the things that you're best at and adapting your world around those things so you can be the best version of yourself. Like um, I love, Evan says, everyone has Michael Jordan level talent at something. You're the best in the world at something, but you just either don't believe enough in yourself to go after it, or you just don't know that that's your, your talent yet. Like you, you've got to be willing to believe and, and go take that chance and change things. Like it's scary to, I mean, you're moving out of your house, keeping the mortgage. Like there's a lot of things that can happen. It can be scary, but on the flip side, if it goes right, what, what does that look like? And that upside, I mean, for you guys, clearly it's worth the potential downside. Like, there's, and even if the worst comes to happen, like there's a lot of things that you can do to, mitigate so I, I like to calculate what's the percentage like what like you said before like how likely is this actually to happen the worst thing and how likely is the best thing to actually happen if you have a decent shot at the best thing then go for yeah. it totally totally agree man a thousand percent so we talked a little bit before we hopped on i am shifting to muscular style so we're going to talk about nutrition and things like that a little bit and where we are still i mean this won't be out in january but we're end of january beginning of february i think some people are probably starting to come off their diets a little bit and I think if you don't have your diet dialed in, your brain doesn't function as well. You're not able to adapt as well. So I wanted to know if you have like one tip for you, maybe two tip, whatever you want, that, that really helps you to be physically and mentally healthy enough to, to adapt, to keep these mindsets, to keep going. Yeah, good question. I think um, it's, it's so simple. It's reading for me. Like that's okay. what really keeps my head sharp and it keeps my creative juices flowing. Just reading nonfiction. Um, books so self-help books um i i only like i i believe yeah we talked about uh, resolutions like two or three episodes ago and you know my goal is just to read uh 10 to 20 pages every single day and i've been able to do that um and that's just kept my mind really sharp so i don't know what it is about reading something tangible but it just does something to your brain where it just like keeps it very 
very active. Um, so yeah, that's that would be like my my tip that's helped me a lot. I love that. I think that's excuse me. That's not something that we really think about enough. I think it's like oh, I'm gonna go exercise. Oh, I'm gonna get better sleep. Oh, I'm gonna eat better food. One, those aren't as quantifiable. Like you should really know what that means for one. But two, the mental exercise of learning new concepts, of learning from new mentors. I mean, every author is a mentor to you in some way. And you have to figure out what concepts you can apply that are actually helpful, what concepts you agree with, ones you don't like. It's, it is exercise to go through that and read something that could potentially disagree with everything you've been taught. Yeah, yeah. But someone's written a book about it, so it has some merit. Maybe it's not merit in the context you're in. Maybe it doesn't apply to you, but it applies to somebody. And so learning and growing that way, I think, is, is yeah, huge. Totally. Like how, about, how about yourself? What's helped you? I think for me, I get really sucked into kicks of like, oh, this new thing like this, like, cause I mean, that's, that was my mom all growing up. Alternative health was her thing. Um, studied diet, nutrition, pathophysiology in school. So I love it. But I think being willing to try new things as far as diet and training go is key. Like it, the average American is not healthy. The average American is not in a place where their brains, like if, if you're overweight, your brain's not functioning optimally. Like there are things that you can do. It's not easy. It really isn't. Like there's a diet right now that I'm, I've been following for a little bit pretty well, not super well, but like, is that the best diet for everyone? Probably not. Is there, I mean, the, I, there are diets that I've followed in the past. I'm like, oh yeah, this is the best. Like you have to try this. And later on, I'm like, eh, well, this and this and this that we're wrong. So like, we're always learning. We're always growing. But if I wasn't willing to try it and see how I feel on it, then there's no way for me to know if it's going to do anything. And also, once you find something that does work well, don't think you've found the best thing. Don't think you've optimized completely. I find people that I listen to you know, content from, they're like, oh, I found the thing that works. And a lot of them are doctors. And they're like, oh, I know if I tried that, this would happen. It's like, well, have you tried it? I'm like, no. <laughs> like, so how do you know it would happen? Like, we science for nutrition is so far behind because it doesn't make a lot of money. It's, it's not, you know, the industry drug industry makes billions. Like we need those in a lot of instances, but also we need good nutrition and it doesn't make enough money for people to fund it. So try things, learn, grow, and don't think you have the right answer. Like if you always are questioning the answer that you have, you're always on the path to find something better. Totally, man. Totally. Yeah. I think, um, I mean, that's, that's the beauty about the, the human body, right? It's like, it's like super resilient. And at the same time, you know, anything works, like anything works for your mm -hmm. body. I mean, and, and you, you said something pretty profound, um, about learning new things. And I think that's great with the mind as well as the body, because when you do something new and you're broadening out your horizons, you're always keeping your body guessing. Right. And so like, for example, mm -hmm. like with working out, yeah, it's good to follow like a plan or whatever, but if you're doing something like brand new for your body, then it's basically going to grow because it's, you're probably working out different types of muscles that you normally wouldn't work out compared to what you were doing in the past. Right. Yeah. And I think the same thing with the mind is that when you're constantly like doing new things, um, it really just continues to, to create new neuro pathways in your mind. And it just, it just builds up from there. Yeah. Um, and I love that. And I think it's, Evan said something interesting on our call this week. He said that, those who are beginners want to do what the intermediates are doing. The intermediates want to do what the advanced are doing and the advanced want to learn the basics. <laughs> so like it's the basics are where it's at. And so 
at the basic of keeping your body healthy, challenge your mind, read, do, you know, some sort of mental challenge every day. Maybe that's your work. Maybe your work is mentally challenging and that satisfies that. Do some sort of physical challenge. If you love running, run. I don't love running. I love lifting heavy weights, lift heavy weights, golf. Like there's, there's a lot that you can do, but make sure you're challenging your body every day and then challenge your nutritional beliefs. Like make sure that what you're eating actually is healthy for you. Like there's so much dogma. It's, it's religion like or political to talk about diet. That's why I'm not going to say what diet I'm doing or like really get into it because it's, it really is like insulting someone if you tell them their diet isn't the best, which is so funny to me because it's just science. We're just people. We're biological. Like it's, it's not an emotional thing, but we've made it an emotional thing. And so, you know, realize that for you, food or how, what you eat or don't eat might be emotional and question it. Like learn, grow, test. You never know what you might find. And worst case is you get it on a diet that's terrible for you and you learn what's terrible for you. <laughs> like it, you just, you have to learn and grow. Otherwise you're dying. Yeah. That, that's funny that you said that you talked about um, uh, eating, like stress eating, I guess you can say it. And dude, I'm a huge stress eater. Like I'll, I'll be the first to know, <laughs> like when I'm going through a lot of stuff and a lot of things are going on and I just want to get the juiciest like cheeseburger and just, oh. Oh, dude. Yeah, awesome. yeah, that and like I just crave like sweets and stuff. But yeah, I, I totally agree. You have to just recognize those triggers and just have like that willpower and the discipline to just say, you know what? No, I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to go for a walk outside or I'm going to just go do something else to get rid of this distress that's going on. Um, also, give yourself grace. If you do mess up, it's fine. Like I think the problem is it's like, oh, well, I cheated on my diet, so now it's done. So now I'm just going to go back to the way I ate before. And it's like, no, like today you were at 80%. That's okay. 80% is a decent grade on a test. Like today was a test. You got a B minus. Try to get an A tomorrow. Like, um, and I think that's the same thing with the the get your tens, where it's like, hey, it starts over. That sucks. That really sucks, especially if you have a good streak going. So what? Tomorrow's another day. Go get your tens again. Like it's it's that process of continually doing so. Like, you know, I I love cheeseburgers. I think they're amazing. If you eat like, can cheeseburgers be incorporated in a healthy diet? Absolutely. Can they be overeaten? Absolutely. Does the quality of the ingredients matter? Absolutely. Like it's just there's so many things that go into it. It's if you get to that point where you're overthinking, just do what you think is best, be consistent at it, and then judge later whether it was it was good for you or not. So, is cheeseburger your favorite? Uh, oh, dude, yeah. Not like binge. Oh, dude, yeah. I, I, I mean, yeah. I mean, as long as I'm under my micro macros, I can I can eat it every. Yeah. I can eat a burger every day. That's like the one thing okay, I'll never good. get sick of. But there was um. Oh, I can't even remember the name. It was in Houston. They had like grass fed everything, and it was. It was really, really good. Hole in the wall place. They had like three, maybe three places across the nation. But anyway, like it's, we, we bought an eighth of a cow. I go pick it up this weekend. So I'm excited. Make some beef ribs and brisket. and. Stuff. How, how much does that run you to, to get an eighth of a cow or whatever? What's that? So we have a neighbor that gets cheaper okay. meat. Um, so definitely better that way. But this place, they crossed Angus with Wagyu um, cows and they're grass fed, grass finished. So they call it. Colorado Kobe Damn. beef. Um, so it's like seven fifty hanging weight. Okay. So that turns out to be like $12 a pound. Okay. Um, but you're getting ground beef, you're getting steaks, right. you're getting brisket, you're getting, so it's $12 a pound for everything basically. Um, but the more I look at grass fed versus grain fed cows, the more convinced I am that we need not, not just for health wise, but like regenerating land. Like we used to raise cows growing up. Um, 
but if you put cows on land, they'll regenerate old farmland, which my grandpa had farmland, and pe like the government will pay people for 50 years not to grow because that's how long it takes for the soil to get back to decent. But if you put cows on it, it only takes five years because they regenerate the land. And so um, I know that could be a little, for some, a little hippie or I, I don't know, economy conscious, but like I just think like the better we can take care of where we live and the more we can eat just the best healthy foods we can. I just feel better about where my money's going. So it costs a bit more, but I just, I feel like I want to leave every place that I go better than I found it. And that's a small way I can do that. Totally, man. Yeah. We have a place that's similar to that nearby too, which I'm going to miss like crazy. That's one thing I'm going to miss when we move. Cause it, yeah, same process. Like you, you get to, they, they, yeah, they raise their own cows and you order, um, you can get like steaks. And it, the amazing thing is that, these steaks are like two times cheaper than if you were to go into like, you know, Ralph's mm -hmm. or like, uh, you know, commercial grocery store and the, and the sizes yeah. are bigger. So it's just like, man, yeah. these, this is like a no brainer to, to do food hack, find a ranch, uh, someone nearby and buy, if you can fit it a half a cow, maybe a whole cow depends on how much beef you eat. But like the more you buy, the cheaper it is. Like it's, we growing up, we you know, we were at poverty level for quite a while, just because of the amount of people we had in the house, not necessarily income. But when you have that many people, like income doesn't go very far. But raising cows made us so we always had meat in the freezer, and that was like we couldn't we could we didn't go buy meat at this grocery store, but we always had meat at home, which is great. So I think that's something I'll always do. All the money in the world doesn't matter if you die tomorrow. Oh yeah, totally, <laughs> like, man. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I wouldn't trade all the money in the world to die tomorrow. So um, take care of yourself and. You can be happy with, you know, a modest life, but if you're healthy, you also have the more, more energy and brain capacity and the ability to adapt and build the life you actually want to have. All right. Any, any last words you want to say on adapting? Oh man. Yeah. I would say, um, you know, for me, it's like, just embrace it. Cause I think too many people are just scared to make moves. I mean, you see people stay at jobs they hate for like 30 or 40 years because they're scared to lose, you know, health insurance. I mean, you have people yeah. that are just, they want to start a business or they have a great idea, but they're just, they're just too scared to do it. Yeah. But I think if you embrace it, and I'm not talking about a hundred percent embrace it, but if you just chip away at it a little bit, 5% here, 10% there, starting a side, a side hustle first and letting it grow. I think the pain of regret will be like way bigger than if you were to fail and, or go for that thing or new chapter and fail. So um, yeah, embrace, embrace change, man. My advice, go get your tens, mm -hmm. go pick 10 habits that you're going to do for the next 254 days. And when you miss one goes back to zero, start over. But if you'll do that, your life will change and it's hard. It is one of the hardest things that I've done in a really, really long time, but go do it and your life will change. So, um, if you want to see our last video, we talked about how to grow your business in 2023 You can click this video right here and see you over there. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you haven't already listened to some of the past episodes, I wanted to give you a couple of options. So here are a couple of guest episodes that you might like. On episode one, we learned how Sev grew to 1.1 million followers on TikTok. Episode three, how to make money streaming on Amazon Live. Episode five, we learned how Chris Doe grew to 2 million subscribers and what he would do if he were starting over in 2022. Episode seven is how an 18-year-old built a five-figure a month business on TikTok. And episode nine is how to grow and monetize your podcast. I hope one of those sounded interesting to you. If they did, I'll see you in the next episode. If not, make sure to go to the show notes and connect with me on LinkedIn and let me know who my next guest should be.